All right, we are live action, guys. Dr. Pinesett here, the study doc, and I'm here as always to get you into medical school. If you are ready, this is the first episode of Dominate Pre-Med, the Dominate Pre-Med show with me, Dr. Andre Pinesett. I'm so excited for everybody. Thank you for joining me here live. Let's get it cracking, y'all. But stop making excuses. Stop whining. Stop, right? Get at it. No excuses. Just dominate. All right. So like I said, I'm Dr. Andrew Pinesett, and this show is all about getting you into medical school. I'm very excited. Uh, I've been working on this for a while in development. Now we are live action. We are actually live streaming um, on my YouTube channel. I thought it would be something different um, and something kind of fun because this show truly is all about you guys and getting you guys in medical school. So wouldn't it be great if we had a podcast that was live? So you guys here who are joining me or listening to this after the fact on the podcast, uh, I'm actually live right now on my YouTube channel with my YouTube crew, uh, and then these episodes will go over to the podcast immediately following that. Um, but what is this all about, the Dominate Pre-Med Show? It is all about getting you guys to medical school. Like I said, it's I'm here to provide you guys with expert answers to your questions. I'm here to teach you how to efficiently and confidently navigate pre-med you know, escape the gunners and get to your medical school of your dreams. That's what it's all about. And it's about creating a consistent voice for you guys so that you guys know who you can turn to to get accurate advice and then also creating community. And we're going to talk a lot about community as we go through these different episodes. But guys, it's about community. It's about having the right people around you to elevate yourself. So thank you guys very much for being here with me. Um, the format for this is going to be a mix of me doing my normal thing, lecturing to you guys, touching on, and really breaking down and giving you strategy for key elements of getting to medical school. Um, the second thing will be uh, interviews with various admissions experts, with various people who have resources to help you guys um, with pre-meds yourselves, right? Because what I, again, I want this to be about you guys. So I'm actually going to do live coaching sessions on this podcast, on this show to help you guys be able to, again, interact with me and also to get the help you need. Why not help everybody? Um, and then the last thing is going to be is question and answers from you guys. So real questions that you guys submit through my website. The website is studenttransmission.com. You can go over to the website. You can click the button that says uh, send Dr. Pines to the voicemail and you can submit your question to me and I will answer it live on here. So that's what we have coming for you guys. Um yeah, I've got some great stuff planned. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, like I said, I'm trying to empower you guys and get you guys going um, with your pre-med track. And I'll say hello to some of my guests who are joining me live right now. Hadi, Kenny, Danielle, Moki, uh, Mike, what's up, Liz, Antonia, hello, Neil, uh, Vladimir. Vladimir is in the five pillars, living that life so far, loving it uh, so far. I'm glad it's helping a lot. Vladimir is brand new to our five pillars of studying less and getting better grades. Um, yeah, so... This first episode, I thought it would be important because we're going to have some new people, is to introduce myself. And if you guys haven't heard my story, you're not familiar with who I am, I am a Stanford Medical School graduate. I am a faculty member at the UCSD Department of Anesthesia, but I wasn't always a successful doctor. I wasn't always an empower of students. I myself was a student who was in need of empowering. Um, going back to my first year of college, I was a first-generation college student uh, who was aspiring to be a doctor, but I didn't know any doctors have doctors in my family. And so I struggled, to put it nicely, uh, my first year of college. And the exclamation mark 
I guess the exclamation point to my first year struggles was my freshman counselor sending me an email letting me know that she wanted to meet with me. And as some of you guys may experience, when you don't have lots of advice, you don't have lots of guidance, you're thirsty for anything. Like any little morsel of help that someone is willing to give you, you are over the moon excited about because you're like, man, I do feel overwhelmed. I do feel like I don't know what's going on, but I don't feel confident enough to go out there and tell people I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to sit here and suffer in silence. And so I was a silent sufferer for my first year. Um, I failed the class. I had some low grades, but I overall, I thought I was doing well, right? I was advancing in my early sequences. I hadn't been weeded out already. Um, and so my counselor sent me an email asking to help me with my dreams, my goals of getting into medical school. And I was like, wow, this sounds amazing. I'm going to get actual advice from someone who does this every year with all the students going to help me get to medical school. And when I went to meet with her, <laughs> she looked at my file and immediately told me, quote, you are an average student. You don't have what it takes to succeed in the sciences and you will never get into medical school. You need to change your major. And she sat there, filled out a change your major form for me, handed it to me and said, hey, go home, look at the catalog, figure out what major you want, but get out of the sciences. You aren't with it. You don't have the, the strength to study well and, and to do well. And it was a tough moment in my life in that this woman who was supposed to be right, I was looking at her like a life raft, right? I was like, I was a starving man and she was a cracker on a desert island. And she came to me and smacked me down and told me that I would never achieve my dreams. And it was crushing for me uh, to hear all this. But in the in all the, the, the crying I did, and I'm a big guy, but I cried. I'll admit it, right? We all cry at some points. Uh, <laughs> I went back to the dorm and I cried my head off uh, for a while. And then in the midst of all that crying, it forced me to really look in the mirror and analyze myself and look at what I was doing. And it forced me to ask a critical question that I encourage all of you guys to ask. Are you willing to do what's required to get to medical school? How much does medical school matter to you? Are you willing to do what's required to get that medical school? A lot of students don't ask themselves that. They say, oh, I want to be a doctor. They see the glamour of it. And they don't think about all the drudgery and all the, the stuff that's associated with going through pre-med. And then people think, oh, I'm getting medical school to be even better. No, medical school is the same drudgery. And then you get to the top of the mountain, then you get to internship year and residency. And it's the same where you're always at the bottom of the ladder, always doing the scut work and the grunt work, and you're always grinding away. And you look around and all of your friends are living the life. They're in the sun. They got families. They're doing this. They're doing that. And here you are still training to hopefully one day have that career you envisioned. And so it can be very difficult, a very arduous uh, path. And so you have to ask yourself, well, how bad do I really want to be a doctor? And am I willing to do what it takes to become a doctor? And for me, I had that moment. I had to ask myself, well, how serious am I about this? And I had to look at how I was performing my first year. And do you guys want to know the biggest change I made to change my academic life? I decided it was worth it for me. I said, I have to be a doctor. I'm going to make my family proud. I'm going to help people. I'm going to be a beacon. I'm going to do all this stuff. But what was the number one thing that I had to change? What do you guys think? What does it take to go from the average student, the struggling student, where many of you guys are at, 
What does it take to go from there to being dominant? The very first thing it took was me accepting responsibility for my life, for my situation, for my future. I quickly recognized and I realized, oh snap, I've spent this year doing what other people told me to do. I've spent this year living other people's lives, both from people that I technically should have been listening to, my school who laid out a roadmap for how I should go about first year, but didn't consider my academic abilities, right? I went to this club meeting and that club meeting and I was all over the place. My friends, right? My dorm mates who were keeping me up till three in the morning because they wanted to talk. People were telling me, this is the best part of year. You got to go. This is the frat. Everyone wants to be in. And I was doing all these things. I was making choices. Let me actually better. I wasn't making choices. I was going with what other people were telling me to do, what other people were making choices for me and guiding my life. And for you guys, how many of you guys can say that in your life, sometimes maybe you realize, maybe you don't, but if we can ask ourselves right now, do you ever feel out of control of your own life in the sense that you feel like you're just getting along, going along to get along, getting along to go along? You're just floating through life. I realized that. And I started making conscious decisions, conscious choices. And to do that, you have to be uninformed. So as Meryl just hit on, I became a lifelong learner. I sat down. I invested in myself. I did change my mindset. I spent a lot of time learning about mindset, learning about studying, learning about everything I had to do to be successful, right? Everything I had to do, I had to get my mind right, had to get my studying down, had to manage my time better, and I had to understand what medical schools were looking for and how to efficiently go about exceeding their expectations. And I resigned myself that day. I said, and coming from the background I come from in my family, my dad, I actually was just talking to my dad earlier today about the impact he's had on my life, uh, but my dad is a big, he's a big person in general, but he's a big figure in my life, and we have gone at it time and time again. We battle. He's tested me and he's pushed me to my limit. And he's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> he's crazy. But he's crazy right in the sense that he never let me settle for less. And one of the things that he impressed upon me was that if you aren't the boss, if you aren't the owner, you're the slave. If you're not the boss, right, you're the slave. And as crazy as that sounds, in that moment when this woman told me that I couldn't be a doctor, that I couldn't stay in the sciences, that I wasn't anything, she, she made me feel like nothing. It made me hearken back to when he told me that. And I was like, dang, I was so caught up in everybody else and all these things and, and just following that I let myself become a slave and I let myself be beholden to the to the the will of someone else. And I put myself in a position where someone could deny me something I wanted. And I resigned that day. Literally, I made, I, I, I wrote it down. <laughs> As you guys hang out with me, you will know our calling card, right? What do we always say, guys? It's no excuses, just dominate. That started that very day. I said, yes, there are all these reasons I shouldn't succeed. There are all these reasons I shouldn't succeed. 
when she told me I was an average student, it would have been easy for me to say, well, I'm average because of this and because of this and because of this and because of this. And I would have been 100% right. But all those excuses, all those reasons for me performing poorly were not going to get me to medical school. They're not going to get me to medical school. All the blame, all the anger, any lashing out, it wasn't going to get me to medical school. So I canned it all up. I took all of that rage, all of that upset, all of that anger, all that frustration, and I bottled it freaking up. And I said to myself, and it's on my wall, I'm coming for everything they said I couldn't have. I will not be denied. No matter what the obstacle, no matter what the excuse is, no matter what the reason is, I will dominate. And I will become so dominant, so great, that no one can ever deny me my future. That no one can ever deny me what I was meant to be and what I believe I should be and what I aspire to. No one will ever rip my dream from me again. And I got to work that next day, first thing bright and early, and I started getting on it and getting on it. And I said, you know what? I may not be the smartest, but I'm going to outwork every last one of these mother students in this place. I'm going to be the best. And I swear to you guys, I was working so hard. <laughs> I was sweating working that hard, right? I was working and grinding and grinding and grinding, but I wasn't just grinding on my classes. And so this is the whole point of this, is for you guys who are in a position where you are a struggling student, a struggling pre-med, where you're in a position where you aren't living up to what your potential is and what you see for yourself, you have to first acknowledge that it's you. The second thing you have to do is you have to recognize that your excuses won't get you what you want. Your belly aching won't get you what you want. Only work will. And not just a little bit of work. I'm talking about outworking everybody. Like Michael just said, 4 a.m. club. Vladimir just said, your doubt in me will be the very reason why I will succeed. And for me, like I said, I had all this rage and I created a list of everyone who told me I wasn't smart enough to go to medical school. And I keep a list and people still hate on me every day, whatever. I keep a list of these people to keep me angry, to keep me belligerent, to keep me hungry, putting in that work. And so I put in a lot of work, not just on my classes, but on myself, educating myself, feeding my brain, learning about me, learning about everything that it takes to be successful. And I was able to figure out how to be a super efficient student to the point where I was only studying 10 hours every single week and getting the grades that eventually got me into Stanford Medical School. I understood how to pre-med in such a way that I was extremely efficient. So I didn't do a whole lot of activities, but every activity did what I needed, needed to do to get into Stanford. And it was funny because I had a, a coaching session last night with my total pre-med transformation group, my pre-med coaching group, and I laid out my exact pre-med resume. And I was like, I had two and a half hours of clinical volunteering. I only had 18 months of research. I had zero article publications, but I got into Stanford and then I broke down all the efficiencies, but it took me developing that expertise. And like I said, I worked hard and then I worked smart and I got into Stanford medical school. Thank goodness. Um, and I was able to graduate from Stanford medical school, top of my class, top 5%. I went on to UC uh, San Diego where I did my anesthesia residency. Anesthesia is amazing. You guys should all be anesthesiologists. Um, and now I'm a faculty member at UCSD um, in the Department of Anesthesia. 
Uh, Eddie said 10 hours a week. I need that ASAP. Well, come on in. Five pillars, TST, come on in. Um, so that is where I've gone clinically. And I, and I reached my doctor goal. But when that lady told me that I couldn't go into medical school and I watched, and it's interesting because the summer before I started college, let's take it even further back. The summer before I started college, I was a member of a program called the California Alliance for Minority Participation Summer Science Academy. It's a McNair-funded program. McNair funding is a national thing. It's for minorities to get access to STEM fields and, and science. And I was a member of this program, and there were 50-something of us in the program. And out of the 50-something of us in the program, by the end of first year, we had lost over half of that cohort out of the sciences. By the very end of college, not a whole lot of us graduated. And by the very end, only out of the 50-something of us, only four of us became physicians. Too often in pre-med, there are people who are passionate about getting into medical school. Some of you guys listening to this right now are extremely passionate about medical school. You want to become a doctor and you want to become a doctor for the right reasons. But you're either down on yourself, other people are down on you, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to do it, you don't feel like you have the resources, the access, what you need to be successful. And because of that, some of you guys won't make it. I feel that it is unacceptable for passionate students who want to become a doctor for the right reasons to not have what they need to make their dream a reality. And from working with pre-meds for over a decade, I can tell you that anyone and everyone, anyone can become a doctor. Anyone can get into medical school, but not everyone will. And the separator are the people who are willing to take it on themselves like I did and say, I will not be denied. I will do what's required. Because the separator is not intelligence from people who get in, people who don't get in. It's the people who take the time to A, put the work in. Just work. Be dedicated. Go the extra mile, right? There's nobody there. Put that work in. The second part is, is you have to get informed. And I heard a great quote uh, by Colin Cowherd. I don't know if you guys listen to sports radio. I listen to sports radio. Colin Cowherd is amazing. But he had a great quote actually this morning as I was putting this together that I was like, oh, that's, that's great. I'm going to use that today. And the quote was, if you, if you steal from one person, you're a plagiarizer or a thief. If you steal from many people, you are a scholar. You guys hear what I'm saying there? You steal or you plagiarize from one person, you're a thief. But if you steal from many people, you're a scholar. And I was like, that is so amazing and so brilliant. And for you guys as pre-meds, I encourage all of you guys, don't be thieves. So many of you guys hear one tip, hear one strategy, hear one thing, hear something very superficial. It's the crust of the bread. And you take it in like it's everything. And sometimes it's incomplete. Sometimes it's completely wrong, leading you the wrong direction. But either way, it isn't enough to get you to your goal. The people who get in are those who go deep and become true experts in pre-meditating, in studying, 
in being successful as a student, and they have all this information that allows them to, by the end, not work as hard as other students and get opportunities that other students wouldn't have. You create opportunity by building your, your knowledge, by understanding what you have to do, and listening to one video, listening to one podcast episode, listening to one person at a conference is not going to get you there. You need to actively study and understand all the intricacies of pre-med if you're going to get there. And like I said, anyone can get there. I've helped students who are the lost causes of all lost causes get there. I myself was apparently the lost cause of all lost causes, but I got it together and I put the work in and I got over the excuses and I said, I'm going to get this done. And so for me, like I said, I almost was a victim to someone telling me I couldn't do it. And I don't ever want that to be the case for any of you guys. And so that's why I'm on a mission to empower 1 million students by 2025 to change that situation, to make it so that anyone can pre-med, that anyone is informed about what it takes to be successful, to get into medical school, to become the doctor. Because we need passionate doctors. We need people who are doctors of color. We need doctors from disadvantaged backgrounds. We need that diversity. We need that. It can't just be people who are the super wealthy. It can't just be people who are legacies. We have to round out our doctor base. And so I hope to be the voice for you guys of positivity, of productivity, of possibility, and of premeditating. <laughs> right? I want to get you guys there. And so that's what this show is all about. It's all about dominating. Um, and I thank you guys for joining me um, with this. I'm very, very excited to launch this and to bring to you guys on a consistent basis high-level expertise that you guys can, can go with. So thank you guys very much for joining me. Like I said, this is episode one. If you enjoyed this, make sure you give me a like. You subscribe, right? So you can get all these episodes all the time. Let me know. Send me a message and let me know that I maybe said something that touched you today. Or send me a question if you want me to answer your question on a future episode because we're going to be doing that. Um, but I want to thank you guys very much. My website is studenttransformation.com. Um, as Eddie was saying earlier, he needs that 10 hours a week straight A's. Come on in, studenttransformation.com, and get it. If you are like Eddie and you need to improve your studying because you're not the student you know you need to be to get into medical school, I encourage you to get into my five pillars of studying less and getting better grades course and also my total student transformation coaching program. These programs will change your studying life and allow you to, like I did, only study 10 hours a week and get the A's. If you want to be a more efficient, more effective student, this is the option. And currently I'm running 50% off on my five pillars course. Get down there right now. The link is in the show notes. You can get my five pillars course for 50% off. And by enrolling in my five pillars course, you have the option to sign up for my very affordable monthly TST coaching, where I will teach you higher level studying stuff, where I will teach you nuances of studying. And then also by signing up for my TST, you get access to my MCAT course, which is called How to Dominate the MCAT Without an Expensive Prep Class, guys. It will teach you how to independently study for the MCAT from a study expert teaching you how to prepare for that MCAT, guys. So check that out in the show notes right here. I thank you guys very much. I'm Dr. Pineset, and I am out, y'all. No excuses, just dominate. Today is the day, guys. No more excuses. No more complaining. You're going to take your 
future in your own hands. You're going to dominate. You're going to be successful. Get to my website, studenttransformation.com. I challenge you. What are you going to do today to make your life better?